Behind home plate, we bringing it to him all day. All day. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Birdland. Win or lose, we bringing it to you always. Always. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Orange or black, we rebuild the pack. No matter where we at, you know we coming back. Section 336, we on this, so tune in. Tune in. You know what's up? Welcome to Birdland. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Birdland. You know what's up? from section 336. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages, welcome to section 336. I am your endearly stuttering host, Matt Soroka. As always, I'm joined by my brother, the button lover, Josh Soroka. I am not the button lover. There's, I've got buttons here, but I can never use them on the show because I'm always worried about whatever type of delay it's going to happen on the internet and all. Oh yeah. You know, when we started, I pressed buttons all the time. Yeah. Because I we had the iPad and we were all in the room and I could hit the little buck quote here and there and and kind of get through immediately with the buttons. It's a lot harder on the internet. I mean, I still got them, but uh, I just don't use them as much. Well, let let me switch it up. The T-shirt lover, Josh Rocha. See, the buttons still work. I still got the buttons over here. Uh, but yeah, T-shirt maker is a whole lot more uh, more of my speed right now than button loving. Yeah, yeah. So I saw your new, by the way, I saw your new Cano shirt. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's pretty. What's pretty cool is what Cano is doing on this team. Again, a guy. He what we got him in the trade for uh, Lopez. For Jorge right? Lopez. Yeah, who's not having a great season. No, Jorge Lopez playing really well. Actually, is he playing well? Yeah, he I is. thought he was struggling. No. Maybe He's I just saw well. poor out it. All right, but Trey, Trey Mancini. Um, I saw the latest I saw on him. This was last week, but he was rated as the worst player in the major leagues. Trey Mancini. Yep, this year. That's hilarious because I saw a conversation on Orioles Facebook, which is the worst, about Trey Mancini and how they were talking about how, and guys were arguing about how Trey Mancini's having a great season with the Cubs and we shouldn't have. Mm, no, they're confused. You might want to share that stat with him. He's the worst player ever. Um, I feel very relatable to Trey Mancini um, in that Why? he was traded and left midseason, and then his career has gone downhill since. Yeah, um, he was a top player on the Orioles, and then went to better teams was and was worse. Was he Would one of Trey the top Mancini... offensive players? All right, all right. Trey Mancini had a down year last year. Well, specifically after the trade, yeah, he was okay. not good All for right. the Astros. All right, when was he a great player at the with the Orioles? Uh, I thought two two years ago. All right, two he, years he, ago. Yeah, even last right. year, the first half, I thought he was fine. All right, fine. Good offensive take, player. Take Trey Mancini from last year. All right, you take all the stats, all that quality. How does he rate compared to the players we have on this team now? Was would Trey I rather Mancini have of the first half of last year? Would you rather have Trey Mancini from the first half of last year, or would you have rather have Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, Ryan Mountcastle, Jorge Mateo? Adam I bet if Frazier. you look at, I bet if you look at, I mean, Trey Mancini wasn't playing shortstop, but I bet if you look at the superficial data, like batting average and you know RBI and home runs, I bet he's comparable to what Ryan Mountcastle has done so far this year. Okay, I bet they're pretty even. Now, where would he fit on this team? Like, this is a discussion we had before where I like, 
I mean, I thought that was a pretty good lineup when they put Frazier in the outfield a couple of days ago. And you, uh, like, I like, kind of like Santander at, at DH. With the Orioles in 21? Yeah. Or I uh, know he played in 22. With the yeah, Orioles. 22, 20, in, and we yeah, go back to, to 2020, 2019 as well. But yeah, sure. Right. With the Orioles, his batting average was 268. And he had 10 home runs. Before he was traded. Uh, for the first half with the Orioles. Okay. So, so full season, think- we're looking at 260, maybe 20 to 25 home runs. Yeah, that sounds right. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, you've got, uh, you compared him to Ryan Mountcastle, who has yeah, six home they put runs. Yeah, same position. First yeah, six indeed. home runs, and he's currently batting uh, 238. Yeah. So, for, on his way to more home runs, but a lower batting average right now. Yeah. It's It's been interesting. Ryan Mountcastle... He's funny to watch this year because a week ago he was crushing the ball and no balls were landing. The other day, right. watching him, he had like a, a, a ball bounce off the pitcher for a hit. He had a little blooper over second base for a hit. Um, and he's hitting the ball a lot less hard recently, but now he's hitting, getting more base hits. Did you it's see? Just, he's a funny case study for sometimes well, when you play Mount- your best, you don't have the best results. Right. And Ryan Mountcastle is also interesting because the whole conversation with Ryan Mountcastle when he was coming up was that we have no spot for him. There's no position he can play. We've tried him in the outfield. We've tried him at second base. We've tried him here. we tried him there. Well, he was drafted as a shortstop and then played right. in the minor leagues at third base before right. he moved over to first base. And it was always about how he's a not a plus defender, but he's good. He, he can crush the ball. Uh, and somehow at first base, he's a extremely competent, if not good, first baseman. This year, I think he's been bad. He's, he hasn't scooped the ball he did last year. This year, I you think, think he's, he's having trouble bad. scooping. I'm, I can think of one play off the top of my head where he had trouble scooping. Nah, I think of three. I got three. You got three? Three. Oh, three, three is a lot, uh, whatever, 20 game, 24 games in. Yeah, no, I think he's been – I think the numbers will bear that out that he's been bad defensively this year. But last year, he was – all the metrics said he was, you know, top 10 defensive player. And And – He's the kind of guy that felt like before last year that he was bad defensively um, and then figured it out. But this year he started – but it's, it's again, it's really early. So, like, th- over the course of a season, like, three missed balls are not a big deal. But just because since they happen in such a small amount of time, it looks kind of more serious than I think it really oh, is. Here you, the Orioles are 16-8. and eight. The Orioles have, like, the second-best uh, record in the American League. And here you are talking about small sample size. Can't wow. you just enjoy it? Josh, we're four games out of first place. Four <laughs> games out. Well, what are we talking about here? Are, are, are you want us to get a trophy for getting second place when we're still four games out of first? Well, there's uh, and it's only there's, April. Uh, and we're already four games out. Well, it's um, we're in the wild card spot. Thanks to these playoffs, who cares if you get first place? You just got to get get in it, get in it, and you don't know what's going to happen. Well, it makes it easier if you win the division. We have. I saw. The stat going around that we have a 61% chance right now of having a 100-win season based on based on our current pace of play. I don't I think know. our current pace of play is going to stay where we're winning every single series. I mean, I yeah. know we lost two, the first two, but since then we've won every series. Yeah. Um, yeah, for me it's one of those things where – I get like posting people posting the schedule, people getting excited. And maybe like, here's the difference, I guess, maybe I'm not that excited. Um, Here's the difference, I guess. And maybe I should be super pumped up, but like, 
everything is going exactly how I thought it would. I'm not surprised at our record right now at all. I'm not surprised at all. No, I'm not surprised we we ran off seven in a row. It doesn't surprise me at all. We talked about this on the show before. Like the beginning of our schedule is super soft. We've been playing super soft teams. Right. The the way baseball is now, it's insane. If you look at the standings, usually when you have a team that's really bad, they may have a winning percentage of like 360 or 350. You now have a bunch of teams right now in the American League talking about. Um, the A's, the White Sox, a bunch of teams with winning percentages below 300 in the 200s. I mean, there's right. just some really bad teams. Well, and, and we've played some of these teams recently. Yeah, and then we have the AL East where last place is a 500 team. Uh, it's, it's ridiculous. AL East is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. it's it's funny. When the Rays were doing their little streak at the beginning of the season of uh, not losing games, you know, a, a winning streak, I guess you would call it, I would. I was making all the excuses of, well, look how easy the Rays' schedule is. The Rays have an easy schedule, and now we're playing those same teams. We're beating those same teams, and I'm celebrating the Orioles, saying, "Oh, it's a win, a win, a win, a win's a win. You just got to win what's on your schedule." Yeah, but yeah, but it, it's an easy it, schedule, and it wasn't even the opening for the Rays. We won seven in a row, Josh. Yeah, we gained a half a game. Right. In the standings, right? <laughs> the game because now, Josh, Tampa Bay is 20 and four. 20 yeah, and four hot. that's unheard of for 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 for, for an opening for a, right. a, a 24 game period at any point in the season, let alone to open the season at 20 and four. That's right. ridiculous, right? Because it goes back to that whole like they, they just got their first home loss last night, yeah. Uh, and they're crushing and, people. It's not like they're they're like winning all these one running games. No. They're, they're crushing people. And we always talk about how in baseball, like any team, a bad team can beat a good team any day of the night, and it's not happening there. It's, it's very impressive. Happening. Very impressive yeah. what they're doing. Not to take away, like the Orioles. I'm the Orioles. These Oriole wins are enjoyable, but we're not crushing teams. Yeah. In fact, uh, if we look back to last weekend with uh, Detroit, those were low scoring games. And and nail biter games that we won, so it's definitely something where we're playing bad teams, we're getting the wins, but I'd like to see a little bit more offense really hammer these weaker teams, because as we've always been saying, next month is hard. Yeah, and t- today felt like a easy, solid win in the afternoon. Like this is a, this is a good win. Yeah. I mean, six to two. And it never felt even that close. And yeah, um, um, know, ta- yeah. Go ahead. I know you love to play quotes off your phone. Do you have the Alex Cora audio? Oh no, I don't have the Alex Cora when he he questioned um, because, the. I don't know what he was questioning. See, right, there was some uncertainty here. What he was questioning. So he was talking about the fact that the Orioles didn't get a single strikeout in that game. Well, no, 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 Josh. A single swing and miss. They had three right, total, right, right. Yeah. three total saying, swings and misses in the entire game. Right. Where they swung and didn't hit the ball. Just yeah. three. That's crazy. Right. right. It's crazy. So he was saying how he has to go back and look into it and look into some footage. And then people made the assumption and asked him the next day, hey, were you you were implying about sign stealing? Yeah. And, and Britton Hyde, he took umbrage with Corey's yeah, yeah, yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, and then he's Alex Cora said, "Oh no, I didn't mean anything about the sign stealing. Look at me, I'm Alex Cora from the Houston Astros. Right. I can't, I can't bring up sign stealing and try yeah. to make it all like, uh, 
all about like how he's can't question this. And of course there's no sign stealing when he well, was clearly asking about sign stealing or something. No, I, I think what pitches. he meant and it was hard from the quote, it made sound like sign stealing, but I think what he meant is that Chris sale was tipping his pitches and right. the Orioles knew what was coming. Something. That's, yes. But, but there's, but the way it sounded came and, and, and even Brandon Hyde was like, that's disrespectful of my players. It was disrespectful. It sounded like, he didn't say, I need to watch video and see if Chris Sale was tipping pitches. Yeah. He made it sound like, I'm watching to see what the Orioles are picking up. Yeah. Which I, I guess, yeah, it's probably tipping pitches. But still, Alex Cora, you need to be nowhere near those type of conversations. Yeah. Well, And the other thing is, it's disrespectful because if you look at the Orioles, we've been talking about this before, they're having great at-bats all year. Like This is just a really yes. good hitting, patient, smart hitting team. It just is. No, the, the, um, they, they still yeah, right. lead the league in pitches for play, per plate appearance. They just have good at bats after good at bats, and they've been doing this all year. Yeah. Now, was it more extreme against Chris Sale? Yeah, but partly because Chris Sale isn't as good I, as it used to be. I can't wait to face Chris Sale again. Yeah, we just – I don't want – listen, Josh, my only concern with Chris Sale is this team – and I don't know if you read the new Masson news too that we can get into. Yeah, yeah, we'll but, get to that. But we're on a low budget as it is, and I'm <laughs> concerned he's going in the in the dugout and breaking things because he gets so upset and his feelings get hurt, and he has a temp a temper tantrum similar, very similar to the temper tantrum my five year old gets when he doesn't get his way. Chris Dale has temper right. tantrums, High and decisions. I'm worried just like I'm worried about myself sometimes. He's going to break something valuable. All right, so Chris Dale, make sure you give him give him like a. You know, we do this in some schools, give him a safe space, like a padded room where he can go around and smash things, but not hurt anything that's, that's valuable. Because when Chris Sale has hissy fits, I don't want him to, especially at home games, I don't want him to hurt any of our equipment. I don't want to, I don't want a, a David Ortiz phone situation. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, you're right. He's got a, we don't have the budget a history it. of that. And yeah, we've got the budget. Um, I guess we can get into later. The, let's let's focus on the Orioles, and later we can get into like the Masson lawsuit stuff. And okay, hey, well we're at it too because I just I don't want to forget this. All right, um, let's just can we just talk about this real quick? This is not Orioles, but can we just talk about it real quick? <laughs> yeah, of course. I don't know if you have thoughts on this, Josh. And I also want to not Orioles get the li- little league talk, and I can talk yeah. maybe. Softball I've got some. Too. I've got some little league talk. All right, I got some softball updates, but um, oh, Josh, I have softball update too. I had a okay. good week. Okay, the. You mentioned I, I mentioned the Dave Ortiz phone. I don't know if you saw this. No, are M- we are we talking about the brick? M- Miguel Cabrera. I wanted to talk about it. That's great. Had his um, going away party. Yes, or whatever. And it's it's and Miguel Cabrera is a legend. Um, Correct. So I think understandably he's not a rival either. I got I got nothing against him. Um, I respect him. I think he's a fun player too. I like him. And we gave him a brick from the warehouse. Yes as a going away present or right. as a thank you present as a celebration present whatever you call it josh are you your thoughts on well, a brick as a present all right here's the deal i tried to remember back because i saw people making a big deal about this and i tried to think back about some yeah, other your boy accounts. glenn clark was outraged by the brick uh, yeah and that got um, me thinking about it i didn't think right. about it one way or the other until glenn clark was outraged and i'm like should and, i be outraged by this and I was anyway, like, exactly thoughts? and i was thinking about some other gifts i remember one of the teams gave randy johnson like this fancy drum set and and i remember uh 
what's his name? Mariana Rivera got rocking chairs. People gave him rocking chairs. What did the Orioles give him? Do you remember? I don't remember. Okay. All I remember is the phone with David Ortiz. And, uh, and David Ortiz got the phone. Now, Which is hilarious. The best it's hilarious. Ever. But yeah. we have no memories of that at Cabrera. We don't have a point. I, he hasn't even hit a home run onto the uh, Utah Street. I think the only memorable highlight of Michael Cabrera against the Orioles was when we were trying to intentionally walk him and he swung and hit a base hit. As we were trying, you know, to do the pitch out, the intentionally right. walk, he, he stepped out and, and, and hit a line drive single. That, to me, is kind of the most memorable Orioles-Miguel Cabrera moment. Right. Um, for Mariana Rivera, the uh, the Orioles, let's see. The Orioles gave Mariana Rivera a bronze sculpture of a broken bat. Okay. Not again, okay. But again, a a guy that pitched in Camden Yards and pitched against us a lot, right? And broke a lot of bats. Certainly. Broke a lot of bats. We've got something there. Cabrera, you know, if he landed on Utah Street, one of those plaques that they put in the ground would have been cool to give him. He's got no memories here. You can't give him a memory for swinging at a ball. So, you give him something to remember playing in Camden Yards. A brick to the warehouse is nice. It's a step above, here's a little jar of dirt from the field. So, yeah, I know it's probably something I can buy for $50 in the team store. But it's a gift, and it's fine, and it's something where you know how you sometimes get invited to a party where you don't really know the person, but you still have to bring them a gift because you've been invited to the party and everyone else does. Yeah, you bring a classic bottle of wine or whatever. Right. Right, that's kind of this situation. We got to give him something. It's supposed to mean something, but he doesn't mean anything to us. So here is a brick. I have no problem with it. I would actually want to go online and buy a brick for myself for of Camden Yards. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of okay, if I'm anti-brick with a present, and and I, I understand the notion that a brick as a present could be off-putting. Here's a brick. Yes, uh, <laughs> but it's special because it's a brick from the warehouse. The warehouse is synonymous with Camden Yards. So here's a gift that's special from us. This is a Baltimore thing. Now, how does Miguel Cabrera feel about a brick from the warehouse? I don't know. Is he going to put that up on his on his wall as, as a special gift? Um, we can see. Like, we can see. I assume every team he plays will give him a gift. And we can see what, what the best gift was at the end of the year. Um, certainly with the with the uh, well, Myron Rivera, the best gift was the rocking chair. Right. Um, oh, from the twins of broken bats. Right. Right. Um, and 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 so I think looking back, we can see what was the best gift for for Cabrera. But when you're not a true rival and you don't have that history, it's harder to come up with a gift. So I think it's better than just like a generic. I don't know what else they would come up with, but just uh, something. It's at least has some connection to Camden Yards. And so I actually think it's a decent gift. I'm cool with it. Yeah, and you um, know what? I am I, I am just Googling on the internet trying to see how much it would cost to buy a brick from Camden Yards. I don't think you can. And I can't find a spot to buy it. Yeah. So who cares? It's yeah. cool. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, let's see. Uh, yeah, Barstool jumped on it. RDT didn't like it. Glenn Clark didn't like it. But uh, yeah, like well, well, I, well, and maybe I would be open to hearing thing. other suggestions. Like, like, what would they suggest as opposed to a brick? 
Here's like, the other thing. Here, other thing. If I'm Cabrera, I have no memories in Baltimore. Just coming, playing games, beating on the Orioles. Not many, not great memories. And I'm and all these gifts I'm supposed to store in my house. At least this brick I can put on a shelf and be done. You give if you give me a rocking chair, I gotta store that and put that somewhere. A brick put on a shelf. I'm good. I like it. I uh, I'd like one myself. Yeah. No, I mean I'm with you. I mean I think. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, of course, I, there's the 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 2014. Like my mind always goes with Miguel Cabrera goes to Detroit in the 2014, you know, division series um, where yeah. we, we whooped up on him. Like that, right. that's, that's not that's, a memory that he wants to remember forever. Right. Right. But that's where, that's where my mind goes. Um, um, and so you, you, so you could have gotten something nasty with it, I guess, but, um, but no, I think it's a, I think it's a harmless, cute little gift. Yeah. yeah. And I'm, I'm uh, yeah. And I'm Googling, he doesn't have a, a plaque on Utah street. If he had a plaque on Utah Street, that would be something cool to give him, a commemorative plaque of Utah Street. But yeah. he doesn't have it, so the brick is fine. Yeah, yeah, brick's fine. All right, well, that's enough That's enough present talk. Um, Josh, the Orioles are playing well. We talked about against some inferior teams, but you still got to beat these teams. Um, wh- what to you over the past week since we last talked, what has emerged to you as kind of the most impressive kind of thing about the pitching the Orioles' new success, the pitching, the pitching, the pitching. We had some outstanding pitching over the weekend. Grayson Rodriguez got past that first inning and uh, had pitched great on Saturday. Tyler Wells today looked really impressive. Um, well, if you go to the bullpen, Batista's still throwing hard. Cano hasn't given up an, a run. Um, the the pitching of this team has been Gibson's been outstanding. I I know there was a little hiccup there with uh with Aiken, uh, Aiken but uh, the pitching's been my surprise. Yeah, I mean if you look at the numbers, our relievers and and remember the first to open up the gate, we were struggling with the bullpen at the beginning of the season. I mean, um, Perez couldn't get anybody out. Both couldn't, couldn't get anybody out. I remember saying, oh, no, you know, Michael Givens is not here. Dylan Tate's not here. Perez is not pitching well. Like, we have no back end of the bullpen. Like, we're in trouble. Um, and then all of a sudden, three guys um, have emerged. Two, three, three guys, in my mind, three guys have emerged in our bullpen to turn our bullpen to what yeah. I thought was going to be a liability until Givens and Tate get back. Now it's like Givens and Tate, take your time, dude, right. because the emergence of Bauman, Kulam, and Cano yeah. have been phenomenal, have been phenomenal, Josh. This is, and this is our three guys. If you were asking, kind of looking at this year and looking at the bullpen, um, these aren't the three guys that come to mind. No. And that's, cool. and that's on top of Batista and Baker doing what they do. Yeah. Um, and they've been and they've been fine. But Bauman, Cano, and Coulomb, if you look at their appearances, Josh, they pitched in, let me do the math here, 10, 11, um, and 7 games, right? That's 28 yeah. games. They played in 28 games. Those three pitchers combined, 28 games, have given up a total. They've played in 28 games? Yeah. Yeah, they're they probably are um, 
pitching a little bit too much. No, 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 no. But I thought, hold on, my screen says that we're sixteen and eight. No, combined. What are you talking about? Combined twenty-eight games. I'm saying we've, on, that, we've only had twenty-four games. I know, but I'm saying, Josh, Bauman has pitched in ten games. Okay. Okay, that's ten. All right. Coolum has pitched in eleven games. Okay. So I'm adding them up to say okay. twenty-two all appearances right, they've had. All right. So because they've pitched in some of the same games. Yes. You're talking about not number of games, number of appearances. Yes. All right. Number of appearances. Okay. Yeah, but these are appearances are games that they pitched in. Appearances. All right. Got sure. it. Yeah. And Kanoa's done seven. So it's twenty-eight games that they've pitched in. Twenty-eight appearances. appearances. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you know how many runs they've given up in those twenty-eight appearances? Combined uh, all three. Four. Two. Two, two. That's it. Two. <laughs> it's crazy. It's it's been fun. Compare that to Felix Batista, who's been really good. He's given up five runs. <laughs> so like it's just it's just uh, and then they've given up two. I mean that's and it's and it's not just that they've only given up two runs, which is remarkable in itself. It's you know they it's not just one series. It's over the entire opening of the season, and it's again Coulomb, Bauman, and Cano. Yeah. It's not if this was Batista Tate. And Perez, you'd be like, okay, that's the back yeah. of the bullpen. But this is Bauman, who was on the bubble to make the team. It's place Coulomb, who didn't exist as an Oriole prior to the end of spring training. And Cano, who no one ever heard of, who we got in the Jorge Lopez trade as an add-on, who no one ever heard of prior to this season. Yep. That's the team. That's his, his leaner bullpen. Oh, and by the way, you look at bullpen stat. ERA, earned, run, earned runs allowed in all of baseball, Josh. We're third in bullpen ERA, only behind the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees. Yes, the three top reliever ERA teams are all in the AL East, but we're, we're ranked third in bullpen ERA, which is great. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a surprise because, like you were saying, it's not it's not the guys we planned on. These were placeholder guys that weren't supposed to be there. Um, the bullpen is always interesting because – Pitching is such a mental game. Pitching is such a rhythm game and a repeat, wash, repeat, rinse, uh, and repeat, 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 and hope that the other teams don't pick up whatever you're doing, that it could change in a moment. But it's been pretty impressive to see these guys go in. To yeah, a point and where it's not just, it's not just that they've this, been... We kind of wondered, oh, once we get to the bullpen, who knows? Let's see what happens till Batista is there. Yeah, I mean the amount and and it's I mean props to manager Hyde for putting Cano in all these high level situations. I mean you could make an argument that Cano has been our MVP this year, especially when he first got here. Our bullpen was not good, and he became all of a sudden he he walked in and became a high leverage late in the game reliever straight off the bus, straight off the bus, and and he's been he's been fantastic and yeah. and just. The other side of the coin, though, is um, our starter ERA is ranked 25th in baseball at 5.30. Josh, giving up. Well, that would be Cole Irvin struggling. And then um, I said Keegan Aiken, but I meant Kyle Bradish earlier, who's also struggled. Yeah. Well, he's, he's only had really two starts. One, he was really good. One, he was really bad. Well, he struggled this week. Right. Seven runs. Yeah, I call that struggling. Yeah. So um, seven but, runs in like what an inning and a half. Yeah, Two he had innings? that. The, <laughs> um, Silas ran in the room. He was watching the game, 
and he ran in to repeat something the announcer says. He does that randomly. When he hears something cool, the announcer say, okay. and he ran and he said, Dad, Dad, do you know what they just said? I said, what, Silas? Kyle Bradish, he threw 40 pitches in one inning against the Red Sox. I said, wow, Silas. <laughs> and he said, you know what? No one has done that since Kyle Bradish threw 40 pitches against the Red Sox last year in an inning. It's kind of a weird stat. That's a, that's a weird stat. Yeah. Um, so he threw a lot of um, uh, pitches there. So Kyle Bradish with the one bad start. The other, yeah. I mean, Josh, um, it's not just though Cole Irvin and Kyle Bradish. No, Dean Kramer, Kramer has been Kramer up and down. As well. if, yeah. yeah, Dean Kramer, if you're not playing the Nationals, um, no, Dean it's Kramer really, has not pitched great. It's really Gibson who's pitched well. And then and then front of the show, Tyler Wells. Yeah. He's had a, Tyler Wells has some nasty stuff going on right now. Yeah, Tyler Wells, and he's a guy where, like, Grace Rodriguez has his changeup, and I guess maybe his fastball. It feels like Tyler Wells can get you out anyway. I mean, he's got that rising fastball. um, He's got the curveball, and he's got the changeup, and he can get – he can throw those, and he does three three and two. You don't know what's coming. Uh, He'll throw those in any count. And, yeah, the the emergence of Tyler Wells, and I still hear – I mean, people as early as a week ago were saying – uh, Tyler Wells, go 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 to the bullpen. Uh, well, based on his play so far this year, he has no business in the bullpen. No, He's exactly. he has been arguably our best starter all year. And, yeah, and yeah, you and I are selfish about it, or um, not selfish, but we're we're, um, we're, we're biased. Yeah, we're we're biased because he, he's he was so smart on this podcast talking about the the mental side of pitching and what he was working on in the off season and stuff, and it was. Such a great interview. Yeah, and just open good, and honest, and yeah, yeah we like all, right, and good off-recording conversation with him, just about working on developing and becoming a better pitcher. So to see all of that take place and him work and him be a better pitcher, and he's now he's pitched twenty-nine innings, he has twenty-three strikeouts and a two-seven-nine ERA. Good for Tyler Wells. Great yeah, guy. Couldn't happen to a better guy. I remember when we interviewed him, like he wanted to whisper to him, like. Do you realize the Orioles are just going to put you in the bullpen? Because he was all about yeah. starting. He's preparing to start. He's going to start. He hasn't he hadn't entered his mind. It felt like that he could be a bullpen piece. Like yeah. he was all about extending himself, like uh, going deeper into games, which he has been, by the way, going seven innings. So he's already going deeper into the games. They, they've taken last year. Remember, he couldn't make a path past the fifth because they had the right whatever the they had the restraints on him. Um, but then you wanted to say to him, you want to say, hey, listen, Tyler, I, I think you might end up in the bullpen, but. Well, he wasn't having it, and, and no. he's right. He's, he has no, he does, has nothing to do with the bullpen right now. Right. And you and I were even, when we were doing our predictions, we were forcing him into our rotation, but only because we both forced a six man rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody was saying Tyler Walls, you know, he's going to be the odd man out. Right. And he only got in there because he outpitched Grayson Rodriguez. Yeah. And, and then the Cole there. Irvin injury. I mean, not the Cole Irvin injury, no. the, the Cole Irvin poor performance. Um, yeah, yeah. Hell allowed him to stay and made, made the decision much easier. Yeah, to keep him right. I, I, right. I don't think he would have left either way, but it made it easier that Cole Irvin was the one to go. Yeah, exactly. I don't. But you're right. Now there's no chance Wells goes to the bullpen. He's our top starter. Yeah. No. He's he solidified himself. Um, yeah. And as as being in the starting rotation. Um, and right now there's no one really knocking on the door. So like, if anyone should be concerned, I think Dean Kramer should be concerned about his job, but. I, I don't but see him going anywhere. For who? I don't. I haven't looked at Cole Irvin's stats since he went down. If he got yeah, it's, it's not been great. It's not been great. And DL Hall has been fine. No, and Zimmerman's not great. Zimmerman's been okay. 
Yeah, they have all been. I feel like they've all been. And Drew Rahm's pitching in there, and he's been pretty good, actually. But, I mean, the Norfolk Tides, by the way, are a freaking juggernaut. <laughs> they get the best record um, in AAA, as they should. Their team is loaded pitching-wise. Um, their team is loaded and and offensively between Westberg and, and Cowser leading that offense. That's just a loaded off and Ortiz. That's just a loaded offense as well. Um, so, which I think bodes well for us. I mean, I think we just have two more than any other year. We have a ton of depth, right? We have, and we, we've been talking about this before, like we're in this awkward position now and it's just beginning where we have too much depth. Like we have not enough space on the 26 man roster to get guys who should be there. This is a brand new problem for the Orioles to have too too many good players to make the team, and I mean you could you're gonna you're gonna see this. This is just the beginning. Um, there's been talk about what 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 do you do with Givens and Tate when they come back? Because um, was it Givens or Tate? Just I think it was Givens who just started rehab, and right. Tate and starts next week late, later this week. Yeah, and I mean I'm I, I can't I have no idea how yeah. they're gonna fit them in this bullpen. And right now, you don't have to make the decision now because it's going to be two weeks before you see them here in Baltimore. But if things are like they are now in two weeks, I have no idea how they fit in this bullpen. And that's going to be the discussion, I think, for now to July. Westberg's on fire. Where do you fit him? Cowder's on fire. Where where do you fit him? That's a good problem to have. DL Hall's pitching well. Where do you fit him? Like I think we're going to have this conversation all summer. Right, right. And I think... I think with a guy like D.L. Hall, you've got him down in Norfolk because you want him to work on stretching out and you want him in the rotation. If he gets hot, that's it's going to be easier to get D.L. Hall into this rotation right now than it would be to get him into the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see room in the bullpen. I mean, it's interesting. Before we were talking about a six-man rotation, now, now, now you want to say, can we do a four-man rotation so we can fit more arms in this bullpen when right. – Tate or Gibbons comes back, like right. four man, and then yeah, we just had a, a bullpen game. A bullpen yeah, game yeah. sounds great right now. Yeah, because uh, our bullpen again, even with the rough start, is now third in baseball, right? Um, in bullpen ERA, which is now, pretty pretty. It's going to be looking at a guy like Voth, one of these long inning guys, long relief guys, and saying, "Well, can we just do we need a long inning guy if we have a bunch of one two inning guys?" Yeah, but then. And you thought, okay, Perez or Voth has been struggling. Right. We know they're out of options, so it's hard to – because you can't just send the Norfolk. They would have to go on the waiver wire, and someone will pick up Voth or Perez. But they've been pitching well, too, the last week. So so all of a sudden, well, maybe that won't be the option because they've been pitching well. Um, yeah. I, I would like to see you know, Manager Hyde go in there and tell Cano, listen, you have options, so we're sending you down. Even though you haven't given him a single run, I'm, I don't think that conversation no, is going to go over well. I don't think that will go well for the fan base. Yeah, for Cano or the fan base. Absolutely. No. So that's, I mean, and we can talk about that next week when it gets closer because, you know, I hate when people make predictions about things that will happen in baseball in two weeks in terms of roster because so much can happen in a series. So much can happen in two weeks of baseball that I'm not ready to kind of go anywhere with that. Do you think we could trade a couple of these bullpen arms to the Washington Nationals for $300 million? Huh. Yeah. Josh, you want to get into the mass and stuff? Do you, I, I mean, I I read the article about it. It seems like a win for the Nationals. I guess we will appeal it because we're not happy. But that's that's the irritating thing is 
the Nationals have every time this goes to court, the Nationals win, we appeal. Yeah. The Nationals win, we appeal. The Nationals win, we appeal. I don't want to appeal anymore. I want to pay the $300 million and be like, all right, there you go. We're done. Let's move forward. Yeah. Because I mean, all this appealing does is delay the inevitable and allow the Orioles to not spend money because, hey, we might have to pay the Nationals, even though court after court after court keeps saying we need to pay the Nationals. Yeah, and I don't know if it looks good or not that we were one of the most prop, 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 profitable teams in baseball last year. It's probably not a good look for this dispute. Hey, listen, I'm Team Orioles in this dispute. I mean, the Nats signed the deal. They should honor the deal. So through and through, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm Team Orioles. But I'm also with you, Josh. This this idea that and I I mean and when what it comes down to but is we're paying right. the Nats for Masson. They think we should pay them more money, right? George George Nassin, Masson than what we're pay, paying. It comes out if you add up through the years that that the Nats have been here about three hundred million dollars that we owe them, right? But it's also like if you add up all the years. Yeah. Hey, you guys agreed. We decided to give up a big portion of our um, area. We could be a big, well, large market team. But we are a small market team because we agreed to let the Nationals come in because you and Major League Baseball agreed we would make this money. And now you're trying to take that back. So it's a little bit of a a little bit of take back from Major League Baseball. And then Major League Baseball all residing on the side of the Nationals in a dispute makes things awkward. The Orioles not getting a all-star game because of this dispute makes things awkward. Yeah. I mean, listen, I agree. No one likes Angelos. Including baseball, including Oreo fans, and I'm, I'm team. At this extent, I'm team Orioles with this. I think the Nats signed the deal. I mean, they, they cost us down the road how many fans? And it was more than the Nats. Major League Baseball agreed to this deal, right? But the rea- the reality of it is, Josh, the, uh, the it's been taken to court multiple times, and it always falls on the sides of the Nats. So at some point, right, the courts have spoken, and we can have our opinions, but. You respect the law of the land. You respect what the courts say, and you just well, pay the money and move on so we can be done with it. And it's not like we have to suddenly go check all the seat backs of Camden Yards looking for $300 million. It's been sitting in escrow this whole time. Right. So just give it to them and then figure out how you're going to pay Adley Rushman. Yeah. Listen, I mean, how much did they make last year? Like $60-something million? $64 million profit. Yeah, profit in a single year, in a year that was kind of, yeah. Uh, and I think they're going to make more money than $64 million this year. I think they'll make more money than that this year. Um, so, yeah, they, they can afford the $300 million. Um, so just do it and and, and move on um, because at this point it just becomes – The fan base were tired of it. Annoyance. Um, and, and, yeah. And it's and, got and, to be annoying for is, baseball too. Well, like what you, you, yeah, what you, you opened up with I think is true that – it's this pretend reason to not spend money because you have until this is resolved, right? Let me resolve this before I decide to go make a big free agent signing. But if this, if you keep on extending it, then you keep on extending your willingness to sign anybody because you say, well, this is looming. Well, then make it stop looming so then you can figure out the 300 million and then move on. With your franchise, because it's one thing. Listen, you can appeal all day. I don't care. Appeal all day. Appeal, 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 appeal. But all of a sudden, if you're if you're not signing free agents because this is out there somewhere, well, then that then it becomes a problem for me. The the Nationals came in uh, 2005. Do you know how long this legal dispute has been going on? Oh, since 2007, probably. 
2011. Okay. For 2000, since 2011, it's been 12 years of this. That's a long dispute. It's ridiculous. And I know at this point, this dispute might, I, and maybe this is John Angelos' plan, this dispute might last longer than the Nationals last in D.C. Because the learners are trying trying to sell the team. And maybe if you would settle this thing, they could actually sell the team and things could move on. But you have to just pay this and move on. Every court keeps ruling in the Nationals. Major League Baseball is on the side of the Nationals. I get that it's $300 million. But if I sit here and if I argue with my, uh, if I argue with my water bill because I think they're overpaying me $300, that they're saying I owe them $300 when I don't, I'll fight it because $300 is a lot of money. But I'll fight it and fight it and fight it. And at some point, I'm going to have to pay it. Just because I can't fight anymore. At what point do we spend too much money on lawyers? At what point does this hurt our fan base? At what point does this hurt what we can do at the, as a team? I believe it's already hurting what we do as a team because we're not investing money in Adley Rushman. We didn't invest money in the offseason. And all we can do as a fan base is look at this dispute and say there's uncertainty there. Yeah. Yeah. And if, I, if I was this. If I was the city of, if I was the state of Maryland, city of Baltimore, I would not extend the uh, stadium agreement until this lawsuit's done. I would say shut this lawsuit out, and then I'll do the agreement with you because it's embarrassing. Well, if I was in charge, I would say I'm not doing the extension until you extend one of your young players. <laughs> right, Ex- extend Adley, not me. Yeah, I saw some doughhead tweet that the Nationals had a better attendance than the Orioles so far this year. Do you see that? Um, no, they haven't. No, they have, though. How? Not, 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 in, not in actual people. Well, in attendance numbers, I don't know. If you All look right. at the attendance rankings, they're just above us, averaging about 100 people more or something, like 500 people more than we are. Um, but now, when we play the Nationals, first of all, we play the Nationals at their place. Yeah. And I think half the fans were Oriole fans, true, at least on TV. True. It looked like half the fans were us. So I think we actually bumped their attendance numbers up to make them be right above up, up, right above us in the standings. But, um, but so no, I mean, not. I would argue there's room for the Nats and Orioles to both exist and both make money. Um, so yeah, let's just get this get this thing done with and over with. I'm tired of it. Right, I'm tired of appeals. I'm tired. I mean, all right. The Mass Masson and the Orioles have one legal recourse remaining. Do you know what it is? Um, they've gone through. They've gone through all the courts. Judge There's Judy. One, Judge Judy. As entertaining as that would be, and if the Orioles were playing like crap, we might have a a Judge Matt show about Masson on here, like we've had to do with the brother disputes. Yeah. But. There's one court that they can take it to. The U.S. Supreme Court. Mm. That will be embarrassing. That would this be awesome. Al- this is already embarrassing. But do we really want... Don't we think the Supreme Court has something better to do than talk about Masson? I'm not sure if they do. Um, Plus, uh, these Supreme Court judges, do you think they're Nats fans or Oriole fans? They probably yeah. grew up Oriole fans, but Nationals won the World Series, so they switched their allegiance. Yeah, I bet they're. I, I bet the majority. I mean, they live in D.C., so right. I assume so we, they, they all have houses in D.C. So I would imagine they're. 
they would lean gnats. I hear, I hear they really like if you go and protest outside their homes. Should we start going out there with mass and signs? Should we send some Adley Rushman jerseys to the Supreme Court? Yeah. Can I get things set up? Yeah. I, I, I was looking up real quick. I thought one of them was actually a Nats fan. I can't one, figure out who it was. One of the judges? Yeah, if it was Kavanaugh I mean, or something. I thought one of the judges was like a big Nats fan or something, but now I can't find it. That's funny. I mean, if I was if I was the Nationals, I would invite every judge to come throughout the first pitch in the next like two weeks. Um, oh yeah, here it is. Um, Justin uh, Elena Kagan is a New York Mets fan, but Justice Brett Kavanaugh, yeah, I was right, roots for the hometown Nationals. All right, so all right, so the Mets fan, we should send some Buck gear, some old school Buck stuff to them. <laughs> Whatever yeah. we got sitting around. Yeah. So um, I I don't know if I don't know if the learners or someone else had something getting to get Brett Kavanaugh on the seat in anticipation that this might go to the Supreme Court. There might have been some shenanigans there because he's a big Nats fan, and I don't know if they were playing the long game, putting him on the Supreme Court, knowing he was a Nats fan. But right. And remember, back when John Angelos was saying all that smart stuff, he also said, like, hey, we want this court, we want this thing to come to an end. Yeah. So I think they only want it to come to an end if it's an end in their favor. Yeah. Oh, certainly. I, I wish more judges were, weren't labeled as Republican or Democrat, but were labeled as their sports teams. Like, that would influence me. Even pop, pop, if politicians should stop going by... Republican and Democrat or independent that you go by their sports fans. I do like forget this don- uh, donkey and elephant where you, you got to wear a baseball cap to, yeah. to your hair, to your yeah, hair. Hey, listen, I'm not a Trump guy and you know that I'm not a Trump guy, but when he said Joe Flacco is an elite quarterback, <laughs> you there were very few things he could say that would make me, <laughs> that would make, win me I, over. And that's one of those things when you call Joe right. Flacco elite, oh, I, I want to support right. that guy. You're right. I want the pot. I want, I want these debates to be don't don't debate about war in Ukraine. Let's see a debate about the Orioles uh, versus the Red Sox. Yeah, Let, let's see some sports debates. I mean, if if a politician went on there and said, "I think the Orioles should extend Adley Rutschman," um, and while he was wearing an Orioles cap, I don't care what the guy's name is, what his affiliation is, he's probably getting my vote. And I think, yeah, we should make it more about um, though. Though <laughs> in that case. Isn't is the Royals a couple years ago? We had all who voted all their players into the All Star yes. game. Yes, um, you know that, that could be problematic. I, it with could our be small problematic. Yeah, it could be problematic because yeah, sometimes people think like, oh, we all the rules and laws are geared towards like California or New York. We don't want all the all the votes about baseball teams to be yeah as well. Yeah, all but the politicians would become Yankee and Dodger fans. Right, but I like that. the idea of like Senate holding a hearing to debate who's the greatest third baseman of all time. Yeah, so. Well, there, there's a good story about um, – I'm repeating stories here. But you're, you're – uh, who was it? Um, that guy from CNN, Chris Eliza. Don Lemon. Chris Eliza. You know how he was fired. He used to work for CNN. No, I know Don Lemon was fired. Okay, Chris Eliza was fired like three months ago, but no one's ever heard of him. But he, he just wrote a book about presidents and sports, and there's a story in there about right, Richard like Nixon. Yeah, 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 about Richard Nixon who – one person asked him – this is in the middle of Watergate – Asked him like who was the best baseball player of all time, and he like took his kind of cabinet back there, and they were breaking it down by era, and they were Richard Nixon getting it. all into this debate about who was the who the best baseball player was. 
Right. And yeah, you hear that about like, oh, uh, Obama was what? He was a White Sox guy, right? Yeah. And uh, Clinton, I don't remember who Clinton, but Clinton had a, had a baseball love as well. Right. Yeah. Oh, and then certainly, you know, George Bush with the Rangers. Right. Bush, Bush yeah. and the Rangers. So yeah. there's, there's definitely baseball is our pastime. These politicians enjoy baseball. I would, I think that would be so much fun to see, like a serious debate, but it'd yeah. be about sports. Yeah, just a sports debate. Like that's this is one segment about sports, uh, de- debating about sports in, in the in the with, yeah. w- among the president's ca- presidential candidates. Um, and it, it would sway right. voters, Josh, because I saw people right. care about sports. <laughs> Why? All right, this sounds stupid, and you guys, people might think this is stupid, all but. Right. All right. Politicians are all about like, I got to get on TikTok. I got to get on YouTube. I got to reach the younger demographic. Why with this new presidential debate coming out, I guess next year or so, it's always, oh, the big debate on Fox News and on C-SPAN and on CNN, whoever's got the debate. Why is ESPN not calling up all these guys and, and pitching the sports debate? And come on in, have fun, show all the American people that you can relax, that you enjoy sports, and have a sports debate. It'd be fun, and it would yeah. it would it would definitely uh, help me decide on who to vote for more than this uh, geopolitical stuff. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if someone goes on and says LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan, like that's going to have an impact on how we vote. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you see it sometimes where like a president will go into like a, an announcer's booth, right? And hang out with the announcers for a few innings to kind of get there. Right. Um, right. Like the Joe Flacco is elite. That's a, that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, and someone ask Joe Biden about Lamar Jackson, please. Yeah. Well, that's what it takes. These reporters, someone asked Trump about Joe Flacco. Right. Being elite. Some knucklehead. Asked. Yes. ESPN. Nobody watches ESPN for the reporters anymore. Nobody watches sports center anymore. ESPN. I, I'm the wrong do. person to ask. I haven't turned on ESPN. The only time I ever do is to watch a basketball game or something, no. an NBA game. I turn That's on it. ESPN when there's a game on to watch. Yeah. That's it. ESPN, if ESPN did a political debate, I would watch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would watch. So, right. and it would get yeah. better ratings and it would help me decide who to vote for. So, if, if someone over at ESPN needs to run with this, because yeah. it would be stupid for any politician to turn you down. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't disagree with you. Um, Josh, you want to get to some baseball, Little League softball updates? How's the any, – any other teams leave? Um, some score updates? You mean players? Other lopsided scores that I can giggle at here? I had, um, I had maybe my greatest softball hit of my softball career last week. Okay. As uh, my, team, my team was losing. And, and, this, and this is, Josh, this is a long – I mean, forget LeBron James. This is – this is a long what, twenty five year career softball career yeah. we're working on here. And this is this is the first time that I've had it. I mean, I'm forty three years old. I've pulled back on my my softball is I go for line drives, right? And you and I have played before. I've I've hit home runs in the past, but now all the kids on the team are younger than me. So I had this game, and uh, we're down bottom of the ninth, last inning, two outs, bases loaded, and I, I'm up to the plate. And I, the, my, my at bat previously, I just hit a little blooper past shortstop. So what this team did is they brought one of their outfielders in to play a five-man infield. So there was no center fielder, and I got irritated. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's, 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 that's said, offensive. This is offensive. ridiculous. This is offensive. So yeah. I said, I'm just going to hit this ball hard. And somehow it all clicked that I crushed that ball and hit a grand slam walk off. Over the fence or uh, in the park? It hit the fence. Okay. It hit the fence. It didn't go over the fence. It hit okay. the fence. So, tech, uh, so, but I ran and I made it in inside the parker because sure. there was no center fielder and I crushed it to center field. Right. So I came in and had the whole team there at home to celebrate as I crossed home plate. So it was an awesome walk off. Nice. Love that. Take that to their disrespect. Yeah. You should have moonwalked back into the over home plate. Nice. Brian Baker style. Right. Meanwhile, little. So, but just by the way, my softball has been an ops experience. Yeah. I, I just I, this I'm, is I'm your not. this is your first year playing without me and yeah. without that yeah so it takes a little bit to adjust yeah I'm not liking it at all the the coach went to me the other day and said listen because he's been pulling me out I'm playing half the game oh that's so irritating I'd stop going I would stop going if I was benched all the time I know but like the other players have been established I'm I'm new and so the first couple games happening the 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 latest game he says listen Matt I'm keeping you in the whole game. Like you're playing yeah, the whole game. It's about time. So I was like, good. But Josh, I can't even handle this. I don't what, like, I'm what? just now, I find the whole experience so stressful now because we're on a competitive team, because I'm playing literally for playing time. Yeah. Every at bat, like wh- like when I play with you, right. if I made an error, it didn't matter. If, if I, if I pop it up, didn't matter. <laughs> yeah, like I'm batting lead off. I'm playing shortstop no matter what this, like I know the pressure's on. And so every at bat, I'm just so full of anxiety oh, to get a hit. So sucks. I can keep my spot in the lineup. Every ball that's hit to me, all I'm thinking about is don't mess up, don't mess up. Because it's like a, it's like I'm 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 nerve wracked here, right. and I don't do well under pressure. You have to, you have to adapt. When you and I played baseball or played softball all the time, I always played first base. Yeah, played first base all the time. When I moved to Florida, I adapted because the team didn't have a pitcher, right. so I taught myself to pitch, and became the pitcher. So then I was then they needed me in every game, and yeah. then I kept working on pitching. So I'm one of the better pitchers in the league. So now I get calls from other teams asking me to fill in the pitch. Yeah. So you have to adapt. Are you still playing shortstop? I'm playing second base now. All right, they so already had a shortstop. So oh, so you've adapted a little bit. Yeah. But I, I mean, it, that's it, the vision they had open. So that's, that's right. What I'm that's playing. that's yeah. what you got to do. You got to look at where the weakness is, where the hole is, and try to fill that in. Yeah. I'm not comfortable with it though, Josh. No, because you're right. It, it's you got a bunch of strangers where we all grew up playing together, and now you got strangers that you have to prove yourself to. Every game, every game, I have to prove myself, and it just adds adds pressure. And it's, I don't do well under pressure. I don't no, handle stress well. I watch Cano come in late in the game, and I'm like, if I was Cano, I would throw the ball over the dugout. Like I just I don't handle stress well. Nope. Um, last, and it's and so this is I'm not a clutch player at all, and so the added stress is not helpful to, to yeah. my game at all. No, the closest thing we had to this was years ago when you and I decided to play on the county team, Cantwell in the county league. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, and we yeah. played that in Annapolis. And it, we were yeah. new to the team, didn't really know, knew a couple people randomly, but no one knew our talent. And we at least had each other. And we always yeah. played better together. So, yeah, this is, I totally understand because I went through this a few years ago. I'm also, Josh, there is some shenanigans happening in this league. Um, there is a team we played, and we're a good team. Like, we don't make errors, we hit the ball hard. From top to bottom lineup, and we lost the other day, like fifteen to two. This was the best team I've ever seen. Like every player could crush the ball, yep. and I'm like, there is no. This is not county. This is a church league. Oh, there okay. is no see, way they that. found twelve ringers 
at a go single to, church. <laughs> I call shenanigans. See, I play county, so I have definitely go up against some of those teams. Yes, because I know they recruit league, players and get you. Like I get that at the county level, but a church, I want to see some membership now, only, cards. Well, the only other thing is down south here, you get some giant churches. You know, like the four service churches. Yeah, where it's like, oh yeah, I watch online. Yeah, no, I was told. I, I was do. told from reliable source that very few of those players well, attend you, the church. Do you remember we used to play in a church league with some competitive teams up in yes. Maryland? And do you remember we had one game where this guy was crushing the ball, and we asked him a question about the church, and he didn't know the church name. Yeah, you should at least know the name. So yeah, but so there's definitely well, at least churches that, definitely get some ringers. Yeah, but, yeah, but, but even then, in church, they, we all weren't that good. Like all the teams were not very good. Right. Here, I've never seen anything like it as far as the quality of see, play. In church league softball, it's not called ringers; it's called outreach. Mm, outreach. Outreach. Yes, they just they tend to outreach to, to every players. guy in their twenties exactly. who's six foot four. Um, that's their outreach zone. Yeah. Right. So, right. Uh, a little league so. update. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, well, real quick. Do you remember while we're on the line of softball? Because I was talking to Owen about this together. Do you remember when you and I used to warm up on the side of those softball fields uh, down in Glen Burnie playing? Sure. Do you remember we used to warm up with two balls? You and I, we'd have two softballs and we would play toss at the same time. I don't really remember that, but so, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So we would throw it at the same time. Okay. And then, you know, we catch it and you throw it back. Sure. And because you and I played together so for so many years, we could know the timing of catch and throw, catch and throw, that sure. we could do both throwing and catching at the same time. Sure. Uh, I, <laughs> I was telling Owen about that, and he was not believing me that it was possible. And I was saying, I don't think I could do that with anyone besides you because we've played so long together and know each other so well with that. Yeah. that it, it, it's something that, it, looking back, I'm like, oh, it was, it's always great that we were playing together. All right, so Little League update. It's been a busy weekend. We had this week is the rain out makeup weeks, and we've had th- a lot Josh, of. Josh, if you're if you're watching live on the show, Josh has the Orioles record in the middle of the screen. If you're watching the video version, and it says sixteen to eight below, I want like Orioles little league record below the sixteen to eight. Okay, well the Orioles little league record is a zero. <laughs> um, so this weekend we had games on Saturday, on Monday, and on Tuesday. So here's how it's how zero, nine, but you're having fun out there. So nine U uh, little league is a lot of stealing, and and you score runs by running the bases and stealing, because catchers can't catch. Ball hits the dirt, it runs to the backstop, you steal. Yeah, yeah. So I leaned into one guy. I don't know. Are you allowed to take is. leads? No leads, and okay. you can't leave until it gets to the catcher. Okay. Uh, now I don't know if I told this on this, but this happened like three weeks ago, where <laughs> I had a guy, on, a kid on first base, and I lean over and I go. Hey, uh, this team's throwing the ball really well. Do you know how to slide? And they turned to me and go, yeah. I said, all right, great. You're going to steal. And he cuts me off and goes, we have a slide in our backyard at home. Mm. I was like, all right, no, never mind. Not, not what I was talking about. We'll work on slide in another You mean like a slip and slide at home? He meant like a slide, like you, you know, like a jungle gym slide. Okay. Now, and you, so, you weren't planning on putting a jungle gym over no, at second base. No, I meant, slide can you down. go down and, and, and put your leg under your butt and slide down yeah. and pop up? Yeah. Uh, and Yeah, at that uh, point, you got to gotta tell them not to steal. The, the steal now, signs off. I now know nine, well, I have one or two nine-year-olds that can slide. No one else can. Okay. But 
The other thing you do is, like I said, you steal. So I'm getting irritated because the other teams are just running, running, running because my, my team's learning. It's our first year playing. They're having fun. We're sure. having fun. We're having I told fun. you from the beginning. We're here to have fun. Here to have fun. Not necessarily to win. <laughs> not to throw uh, runners out stealing. No. Just to have fun. No. But I, I've worked on our pitchers. Our pitchers have gotten better. Our team is a lot better than we were at the beginning of the season. But we're still there to have fun. Right. So I was getting irritated. And finally, I told my catcher, I said, go ahead and try to throw him out. Throw it to third base. I don't care. Maybe we'll get it out. We yeah. got some close. We haven't gotten it out yet. Hopefully, uh, on Saturday, we'll get it. Okay. But I also told my my fast guys, they get to first base, and, and I lean into them, and I said, all right, here's what I want you to do. I, when this ball gets past the catcher, run and steal second base. But, and you've done that a bunch of times. We've been doing that all season. Here's what I told you. I said, I want you to round second base. Don't even look. Just keep on going to third base. Because one thing I've noticed is nine-year-olds get confused. Right. And there's no way that that catcher's going to get up and throw the ball to third base. Because right. they're not going to understand what's going on. Because they would think the place out second. Like, right. Yeah, so sure. I said, I'm tired of these coaches, and I haven't seen any other coach do this. So I said, I'm playing some shenanigans too. We're going to do this. So I tell the first guy. He runs, gets to second base, and gives me a big thumbs up and says, I did it. Hmm. And then I said, no, you didn't. And he says, all right, I'll do it next time. I said, no, you're not. You're at second base now. Yeah. Next guy, ne- next game, I get the opportunity again. I tell a different kid the exact same thing. He runs to second base and stops. Yeah, that's disrespectful says, to the coach. You need to, I, you need to punish him. I say, what happened? He goes, I forgot. Yeah. Third kid, later in the game, same opportunity. I tell him what to do. He runs to second base, and then he stops and looks. And the catcher has the ball so he doesn't go to third base. Hmm. And I'm like, you guys were supposed to just run, 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 run. Like the whole point is to make the other team look stupid because they're making us look stupid all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want something to go our way. So I haven't gotten that play to work yet. I've been trying. Uh, I I will tell you, we talked uh, previously about coaching. I love coaching these nine-year-olds. It is so much fun. <laughs> they don't know what they're doing. We're having fun. I'm teaching them the fundamentals of baseball one at a time. Uh, what happened? Something happened yesterday's game. Oh, a, a the first baseman happened twice. First baseman caught a line drive, got the out. But there was a base runner running to second base, and he didn't know to go tag the base runner to get a double mm-hmm. play. Then we did it at third base, and the same thing. The third baseman caught the ball on a pop-up, but didn't know to go get the guy out, the base runner out. So it's little fundamentals about that, a baseball that I'm still teaching but we're having a great time. We have one more game on a Saturday, and then the playoffs start on Monday. Um, bad news for our trip to Atlanta next week is that if the uh, Orioles win our first playoff game on Monday, we have to play on Thursday. And if we win again on Thursday, we will play on um, Saturday. I'm so not I'd too have concerned. To miss, I'd have to miss Atlanta if we go on a winning streak. If you win two games. Yeah, I'm if not, I'm not too concerned. I'm not too concerned <laughs> about that. I'll I feel either. good. I still feel We're good about playing. trip to Atlanta. We, we, we are the number seven mm-hmm. team. We play the number two team on Monday night. Is so. there is there an eighth team? No. No, we don't have a win. <laughs> the team above us, the team above us is the team that I assistant coached on last year. Mm. And they have one win. And it was against us. <laughs> so, no. But I'm... Hey, Josh, uh, just for stealing bases real quick, if you want, you know, this is what I play third base 
for many years, Little League third base, all-star third baseman for Little League. Yeah. Here's what I would do when I felt like a base runner was disrespecting us by stealing too much or something else. When I thought they did, would have been disrespectful. Um, Whenever the ball was thrown to me and they were at third base, even if it wasn't like a play at third base, I would tag them, but I would like hit the crap out of them with every tag. Like every tag would be a smack on their thigh if I thought they were disrespecting us. I've started telling my base. Now that didn't come from the coach, Judd. I don't don't think the coach can say tag the crap out of them. But I just, you know, I'm just a competitive guy. And if I felt like a player was disrespecting us, I would slap the tag down as hard as I can. Even if he was already sitting on third base for three minutes, if I caught the ball, every time I caught the ball, slapping a tag on him. Right. I've tried uh, – I've told my baseman this past week after seeing that to make sure they're always tagging the guy. I didn't say to knock him off the base, but always tag him. Yeah. Um, I thought of teaching the catcher the hidden ball trick, but I realized that that's a little much for no. my team right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're not, you guys aren't ready for that. No. We'd get a triple play every time, but my team <laughs> would have to be excelling at it. Um, my team's not very good, but I really like the group of kids. We're having a lot of fun, and I want to figure out, like, if there's a way I can keep these teams, this team together to play, like, fall ball. Because I'd love to see these same kids start to get better as a team together. So I'm yeah. going to start looking into that because I've been enjoying it. No, I'm, well, I'm, and that's that's the important part. I'm glad you're enjoying it, and I, and I, I think the kids, the kids are having are, fun, too. Kids the are kids that, too. that have remained, that have not flocked to more competitive <laughs> right. teams. Exactly. The kids are having fun. Yeah, and I've got good. some pitchers now. I've got a catcher. I've got I've got a first baseman. I've got someone. I got this girl that's excellent at second base. I've got a third baseman. Got a short. I, like, I finally. It took all season, but I kind of nailed people down in positions, which I've enjoyed to really yeah. be able to fine tune these kids. But Josh, you know what your next step is, and you're not ready to hear this. But if you want to be competitive, you know what your next step is, don't you? I got to bring in a ringer. You got to poach players from yeah. other teams. No, you have trust to. me. You I have had, to look at the players and say, listen, I, the, I noticed you're I playing second right field. You would be our star center fielder, bud, if you came to our hey, team. Hey, hey, I've already had the conversation. All right, I'm just saying, you, have, you should be watching. Paying attention. Who, who, who's no, getting benched? This hey, kid. Uh, come play for us. Nah, this kid Spencer filled in this past week for us because okay. we needed an extra guy. Okay. And I definitely said, hey, uh, wouldn't it be nice to have Spencer on the team full time next season? Yeah. I mean, you so, can tell players, listen, you could yeah. be a star for us. You're just another guy on that team. Is it uh right? What is it, Bank? is it? Is it, is it? Is it Banks from the Mighty Ducks? You know, like yeah. the star, the hockey player that they bring over yeah. from the uh, from the rivalry team. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, you could you could have him over your house for the weekend. Show 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 him a good time. You know, woo him. All right. Yeah, I know. Give him a bunch anyway, of little league stuff. This was my first season. I loved it. It's definitely how do I get into how do I transition to season two. And how, how do I continue the coaching thing and do this and still have fun? And, uh, but with a winning team in the fall, ideally. Yeah. First thing I can inform for me is that baseball is year round down here. So it's not too much time off. Um, now, your little league. Are you, are you running some summer camps there, Josh? I am considering it. <laughs> not a camp, not a camp, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. I am considering I've made some connections down here. I got this guy, uh, Elmer, who runs the, uh, the, a little baseball. There's a lot of baseball training facilities down here, and I got yeah. one that this guy's become a friend. He own, he runs one about ten minutes from my house. I've been sending Owen there, and he rents the place out. So I'm I've already talked to him about renting it out a couple times this summer for my team and to invite my team and say, hey, we're gonna have a little have a little day where we're just gonna have some fun and play baseball. Yeah. 
And I think that's what that's why. But but I want to talk to the other coaches first and be like, so how's this work in the fall? How many keepers do I get? Like I want to keep this team because it's the same league in the it's fall. The same it's league. the same, same okay, same little league. Okay, yeah. But it's not taken as serious in the fall because kids do other things. Yeah, we didn't have. I signed sides up for fall league, but there's not enough players, so we didn't right. do a fall league. So it was just but but league. I also know like, come on, there's no. You're not going to try to poach anyone from my team. Like right. I, I understand right. that. Right. But I'd like to keep this team together. Yeah. So that's my next task to look into as a coach. But playoffs next week, so it'll be fun. Now you sent me the cutest video of Silas playing because yeah. he gets on first base. Yeah, I gotta post this on Twitter. I should post you it need, on Twitter. You need to post this on Twitter and you need to tag the Orioles and like Cole Irvin and stuff. Yeah. Cause Silas does this now where, you know, he knows the whole thing about, you know, turn on the faucet and the and the shower. Um sprinkler. The sprinkler, I'm sorry. Yeah. And then, you know, the Homer hose. Oh, and there's, trust me, there's a Homer hose on its way to your house right now. Okay. Because his next at bat, he actually hit a Homer. I say hit a Homer in quotation marks because it's one of those balls where it just got to the infield and they threw it around and he ran home. Did you have a Homer hose for him? Uh, What's that? Did you have a Homer hose for him? I didn't have a Homer hose for him. I don't know how how well that would have gone over in the dugout with parents. So so I've I've got my Homer hose here. And Owen keeps asking me to bring it to the Little League games. Now I don't think we I don't think we've had a home run all year, so I don't think it's anything to be worried about. But yeah. I do wonder how some of the parents would like. I am the guy bringing fun back to nine year old baseball, but I don't know how much a a dong bong uh, is bringing fun to baseball. Maybe in the fall I'll bring it out. Yeah, but and I that's think what, and, as, and, I and, think and, as the parent, you could do that with your own son. Yeah. Now you might be you might have a few parents talking, and I definitely. Please make sure that it's not just a water bottle you're dumping in there. You need some liquid death. So oh, liquid you know, death. so it's got a nice beer, a nice beer can look. Yeah, people think it's Guinness yeah, as exactly, you pour it down there. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, but I mean, the thing is, and, and Silas was a little bit. This is like uh, we were talking about before the game. He was like, "Yeah, you know," um, and I was encouraging him a little bit. You know, if you get a single, what are you going to do, Silas? Right. I'm, I'm, I'm turning the faucet. Right. The faucet. Um, yeah. And and said for a double, and, and he's like, "Dad." For a double, and you know he does it, but he's like, no one's gonna know what it means. <laughs> Who cares? And he was like Who embarrassed cares? about. It. I was like, I don't know what it means. Um, so he, said, he said, okay, I'll do a little version of it, but I'm not gonna do it all the way. If, <laughs> but he, he did the faucet, so yeah, it's cute. So my little league season started before the Orioles season and before all this Homer hose nonsense. It might have to be something in the fall because my team's having fun together. And to bring in something like this, some type of celebration for different little things uh, for nine-year-olds, I think would be cool, a team bonding thing. So, yeah, I mean, we had stuff in high school, too, similar to that, where where we would do things with a hit and we'd do things for the, for the pitcher. And um, so I think it's, yeah, I think it's I think it's cool. And I think yeah. it's good that, that and I, yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's unique that you do this kind of, I mean, la, la, last year was the, the goggles, which was right. cool. Um, yeah, and yeah. So it's, it's something cool for kids. I think I think Sass and I have a lot of fun with it. Even just playing in the backyard of making those things. Every time we right. get a hit or a double, it's fun. But yeah, make sure you post that video. It's it's cute. Yeah. All right. Well. All right. Anything else and, to talk about before we get out of here? Uh, we covered Little League, covered Masson, covered the, <laughs> the fact that the Orioles are playing lights out. Uh, yeah. We um, got four games in Detroit this weekend. Yeah, so I mean, the taken? soft schedule continues, um, and then after that, we get Kansas City, who's been one, who's been not good as well. Yeah. Atlanta's so, where it wakes up. 
Yeah, and then you get next weekend. How about this for back to back? Atlanta and then Tampa Bay. I don't know. I mean, Tampa Bay by far is the best record in baseball. Does Atlanta? I got to check the standards. Do they have the best record in uh, in all of baseball? No, no, no. Uh, Tampa Bay uh, has the best record in all of oh, baseball. Yeah, they they've have the got best the record in the National League. Maybe they do. they do. Okay, so we're playing the best team with the best record in the American League. Then we're going to play in the team with the best record in the National League. Um, so oh, that no, they, be sorry, they've got the second best. Oh, they're the the Pirates have seventeen and Atlanta has sixteen wins. Oh, Josh, guess who we play after Tampa Bay? I don't know. The Pittsburgh Pirates. Okay. (laughs) So we play the team with the best record in the American League, then the top two teams uh, in the National League. But but how many wins does the Atlanta Braves have? 16. How many do we have? 16. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. And then after that, we play the Angels, who I think are over 500. They're and then the Blue Jays are they at five hundred? And then the Blue Jays who are over uh, five hundred. Yeah, sixteen and nine. And then the Yankees, uh, fourteen and eleven. And then the Rangers. Uh, Rangers are fourteen and ten, leading their division. Yep. So yeah, the freaking month of May is a gauntlet. Right. So I, I mean, Oriole fans enjoy it, enjoy the record, enjoy the winning percentage. Like it's been really fun. And don't, don't give up on the team because this this winning month was just a a hint of the future of this organization. Yeah. I saw someone tweet out. um, If we only had like two more really good starters, this team could be world series contenders. Oh, you mean like a DL hall Uh and a a John means like that, like that. that. You mean John John means means comes back what July? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, just wait till, wait wait till June, wait till July. Ooh, that's coming. Uh, so yeah, know? no, I'm, I mean this team's fun. Josh Cano, the stare down, Brian Baker and his moonwalks. Yeah, you know this team is, you know, we talked about the, you know, the the sprinkler and everything. And this team is just a whole lot of fun. It's fun, and it's so fun. yeah, it's it's going to be a long season. It's going to be grind. We're not going to have a month of April every month, but but we're going to be in the race the whole year, and this is going to be a fun season. Yeah, go on over to uh, BirdlandSports.com. We've got new shirts all the time. Uh, and if you guys tweet me what you want on shirts, I totally take inspiration from other Oriole fans. So that's where we came with the Cano stare down shirt. Fans were demanding it. So yeah, we no, it. it's a cool shirt. Yeah. And, it, and it turned out really cool. I'm really excited about it. There's a couple versions of it. The Homer hose is still selling well. I had someone today message me asking me to overnight one because they need it by tomorrow. And apparently, mm-hmm. I'm the only person making Homer hose. Have you seen anyone try to smuggle into the stadium yet? Is that? Is that I a, have not. I okay. want. Please get a Homer hose and take it into the stadium. I want to see. Uh, Matt, do I bring it to Atlanta? I think I bring it to Atlanta. The Homer for the, hose for the four of us. The Homer hose. All right. I I make them. So if they take it away, I'll just make myself a new one. Yeah. Hey, listen. If if the Orioles so, hit a home run in Atlanta, I'll, I'll drink out the Homer hose. No, I think I'm, I'm thinking we have to. Yeah. I think we have to. So we'll be bringing one or two of them to Atlanta. Uh, Oriole fans keep getting them. They're cheap. I now have them packaged with a 2023 World Series championship shirt. Because after all, we are John Means away from the World Series. That's right. So you can get that in the Homer Hose for 20 bucks. You're not going to beat that. Head on over, grab that, and all the other Homer Hose shirts that are up there and a whole lot of other stuff. So thanks for uh, the amazing support I've had from uh, Birdland this year. And I... Just thank you so much, and it's going to hopefully continue. And I'll keep making cool new shirts up there. Absolutely. All right, boys and girls, we'll 
Thanks for listening for another to another edition of Section 336. We went a little bit long today, Josh. It's okay. Went no, we went long last week, too. When the Orioles play well, we tend to go long. Uh, too much good stuff to talk about. All right. Well, you can see my video of uh, Silas, you know, turn on the faucet at, and follow me on Twitter at Section 336. You can also follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Roker. Thanks for listening, boys and girls. And as always, go O's. <laughs>